Toodles, boys, girls, and NBs. Thank you for tuning into this interstitial episode of Play Along Podcast covering Sea of Solitude. Just want to give you a quick trigger warning that in this episode, we talk about mental health crisis, depression, anxiety, and suicide. If those things are triggering to you, please feel free to skip this episode and join us on the next one. Thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate it. Bye. Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through we play through some games. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm here with Kai and Ben, my beautiful boys. You're gonna regret ways. trying to do all of them differently. I hope you know that. 100. percent Yeah, it's okay. I, who who needs continuity? How you guys doing? No one. Apparently, not this podcast at least. <laughs> I try. I just uh, try I'm to good. mix it up. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I do the same thing, but I'm like. I don't want to do that. That kind of sounds boring. I want to like do something interesting. But then I panic in the last you, second, so you I just could, do something. You could let like, one of snap. the other two hosts on this podcast introduce it. You know, that's always an option. <laughs> that's happened a couple of times. We had to cut it because it was just, it was so bad that we had to just like yeah we had to get it out yeah. It was just, it was just it's so hard to say the same eight words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to have that like that awkward like feng shui to it. That like I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. in social situations kind of like thing to it. So. Yeah, it's like um, I saw Nave from Game Together was saying on Twitter. He was like, "Oh, like I like to surprise my uh, audience by not knowing what time I've gotten out of bed. Like I could have just got up, I could have been up for four hours." And it's very true. The hilarious thing about them, also go listen to Gaming Together because they're a great podcast. Uh, but how they have their guests introduce, like read the their like in their mm-hmm. intro. Because I remember when me and Kai yep. did the Fortnite episode, they're like, "Okay, Kai, read this." And he's like, "Oh." That's real. This is a real thing. This is not like a joke. I thought, I thought it was a joke. I thought they were no, mocking me because I hadn't listened. And then I realized that's what they do. And then I wish yeah. I would have listened. It's, it's not a bit. They do indeed do it. But uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yes. How, how are you guys? I'm doing well. I got some spice apple tea this morning. So I am feeling mm-hmm. nice and toasty. I got some uh, normal tea. What you drinking? This is this is drink check here. At the intro to play a long podcast. I am drinking a coffee from honduras <laughs> uh which is a uh washed coffee uh light mm. roast mm. from laguna coffee roasters here in beautiful sunny southern california uh and it's pretty mid <laughs> oh again nice it's terrible you have not been like striking out with coffee no. recently you, you didn't find like yeah, a good that's coffee the, place that's by the danger place? of wanting to try new coffees all the yeah. time is that most of them suck it's and it's reality. also like they even if you buy the small bag, you're still stuck with that bag of beans. Yeah, so no, I'm I go, not drinking. I go through a bag, like a standard bag of coffee every week. So it's like it's not around it's not here for too long, but it is like a pretty it's a commitment. It's a yeah. weak commitment mm-hmm. of being like, well, the whole week's gonna be pretty mid, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it just sets the tone for the rest of your week. Yeah, exactly. I'm just drinking uh Yorkshire tea is the brand, Ooh. just English tea, and then you guys don't have Ribena, but it's it's blackcurrant uh, dilute do you, juice. Do you add? Oh, I was like, do you add any kind of like 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 honey or sweetness or like any? I swear to God, I just half the things he just said were a different language. What the fuck is Ribena? <laughs> Ribena. It's it's just 
We had this conversation before about this is, this is an ongoing conversation yes. here of us being flabbergasted yeah. by European. But what does Ribena have to do with dilute juice? I get dilute That's juice. That's the name I of the brand. Oh, Ribena is the brand. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. It's not yeah, a Ribena thing. is I mean, I thought that was I thought that was pretty obvious. I mean, I don't know. They only sell uh well, I mean, they started to do like strawberry ones and stuff, but they're mainly mm. known for their 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 black currant one. Interesting, interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. This is what you get here. You get chill vibes. You get you get tea, coffee talk in the beginning of your episodes. But this is play a long that's, podcast. Don't. We're, that's never happened before. I don't think we should set that <laughs> every, up as an expectation. <laughs> People are going to be is the only episode you're listening to. Like, oh no, yeah. these guys always talk about what drinks they're having. This never episode once has a really years. great review. It's like I liked tea talk, and then the next episode is just like they told <laughs> just, me tea talk was every episode. It does not I will say though, excited for tea talk. We we have an episode. Do I know which episode it is? Absolutely not, because we have too many of them now. But we have an episode where at the end we recommend teas to you guys. So I mean, oh, that's true. It's happened yeah, at least do. more than once. So do we know what episode that is? No. 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 So you <laughs> have to go find it. Go listen to every episode. And honestly, you find the one where it'd we be talked so about difficult to find it because I would have to like scrub through episodes and go to the end and mm-hmm. see where we recommended teas because the I real OGs can tell us. The real yeah. OGs can yeah. tell us, man. The people that are here marking all the the recommendation sections we do and, and timestamping the episodes, they're out there. Oh. I bet. <laughs> Not really. Okay, let's get into some housekeeping before we get into this game. Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns, rotate choosing a game. We'll then get that game and then separate it into sections. We'll come together each week and talk about that section specifically. We talk about everything that has to do with the game, but more importantly, we go over the narrative beats that are happening. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers for a game, either play that game along with us or play the game first and then come back and listen to us. But if all that sounds interesting to you guys, go follow us on social media to stay up to date with what we're playing. And we usually set a schedule before each main series that we have that breaks down when the episodes are going up. There's been some times where we to kind of adjust that schedule depending on how the game formats. But for the most part, the, the schedules are pretty Pretty set in stone when we post those up there. But we have a Discord where we have fun conversations about games. And yeah, that's it. That's all she wrote. Great hype, man, as always. Well, I was like, I was talking and then I was like, wasn't breathing because I was just talking so much. And I was like, man, I just like, <laughs> I was just dying. <laughs> it's like, just like, I need to take a second to, to breathe. Take a, to breathe here because I forgot to breathe. In last week's episode, we ended up wrapping up our time with As Dusk Falls. Talked about the ending, which had some interesting tosses and turns and weird cliffhangers for some reason, but go listen to that if you want to hear our thoughts on the game in its entirety. But this is our interstitial episode, and Kai has tasked us with playing Sea of Solitude. Sea of Solitude is an adventure game developed by Joe Joe May Games. How you pronounce that? I know it's one yeah. dude. Yes, yeah. Joe May. And it was published by um, EA. One lady. Back in 2019. One lady, apologies. It is, well, it's actually, it's actually a pretty big team, but yeah. it was originally two people, one one dude and one lady. Um, but I believe the lady is the person who owns the studio. Oh, she uh, voices her name, K as well. She voices K, and I think this is like her, based off her no, life experience. She does, is not she does not voice K. Uh, the actual, the art director is the person who voices K. Oh, is it? Oh, God, I completely misread their characters. <laughs> well... <laughs> The person who runs Joe May Studios, give me a second, is Gifford. Something Gifford, if I remember correctly. Uh, is it Cornelia? Cornelia Gifford. Cornelia Gifford. Yeah, She's the, she was the director of this. And then she also is like her, her experiences with it. Uh, they're German. 
I apologize um, for uh, completely butchering uh, everybody who was responsible in their roles, but yeah, nonetheless, it's interesting. Uh, small team, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like having oh, Geppert, not not Gifford. Yeah, that's what I said. Geppert. Cornelia Geppert, CEO, writer, art, and creative director, and game design. Um, so she did she a did. whole lot of shit. She did a lot. Uh, this game originally came out in 2019 for Windows, PS4, Xbox One. It later got a version that came to Nintendo Switch, which actually was published by Quantic Dream, which is wild to think about. <laughs> Quantic Dream okay. just randomly being part of the, the port of this to the Nintendo Switch in it's March. Also, it's also weird because what was interesting to me is that this was, uh, what did they call it? An EA original yeah. or something? Like they're like their division that sort of funds indie-ish yeah. games. Yes. And it's weird that like, <clears throat> to hear that Quantic Dream published the switch pool the instead switch of port. ea publishing the switch pool is kind of strange i wonder like what like when does that happen like are they wanting to do a port or something and then they're like okay well it's just like let's get like, this oh, other people busy. to do it because they really like are passionate about it or like whatever i don't know like what the what how that entails like why would another publisher come like in a, i'm just, i'd assume it's a workload thing you know um you know they're probably busy sorting out all their financial beef with fifa and all of that sort of shit i mean so. and honestly the publishing is just like like essentially giving funds to the project right that's all the involvement that's really happening with the publisher mm. or it's also uh setting up to distribution and getting it onto the storefront marketing all that stuff all that shit so quantic dream would handle a lot of that for the switch port specifically yeah anything yes. that isn't to do with actually making the game so marketing promo art mm-hmm. trailers distribution review codes etc that's all yeah. like to do with the publisher quantic dream just feels so yep. like from what they do so like different from from this it's really interesting to see. I, I wonder if it's like maybe because quantic dream are trying to push their publishing department that they were like hey you know yeah they sort of bid for the publishing of the switch port maybe and ea were like well we don't really care about the switch port of it we've got the pc and the xbox so the switch port was the let quantic have the oh the definitive edition yes uh what we usually do at the beginning of each of these new games that we play is we'll go around and kind of gauge our experience and exposure to the game prior to playing it um for myself i think i talked about it on the last episode there's a couple times where me and Kai kind of glanced through this as we were trying to figure out Xbox Game Pass games to play through. And we're like, oh, Sea of Solitude looks interesting. Has an interesting art style. The cover is very like compelling with this weird creature coming out from the bottom of the ocean. A game that, uh, in theory, talks about interesting aspects like mental health and loneliness. Sad boy games. You know, we love our sad boy games here. Um, we never ended up doing it just being distracted by other games. And I honestly didn't know anything about the game, really, aside from just those themes that they tackle i don't think i ever watched gameplay because booting this game up and i was like oh this is not what i expected the game to kind of look like and play like um mm. yeah it's always kind of been on my radar which is interesting it's like the small indie game that i've always kind of wanted to check out but i never did uh i'll go next because obviously kai it was kai's game um mine is very similar to yours mm. i kind of I like to peruse Game Pass now and then and add stuff to my play later so that when I'm looking for something to play, I can sort of go through. Um, And I did not even click this game. Much similar to you, Mm -hmm. I'm solely based choosing to play this later on the cover art of the game. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Knew nothing about it. And it was kind of on my radar. I was like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. I knew it was short because I'd looked on how long to beat to see how long it was. And I was like, oh, it's like three hours. Like, it's nothing. Okay. Mm. 
Yeah, super short. Um, but again, same as you, I knew nothing. I didn't. I knew nothing of the art style, of the gameplay, of the themes, or the narrative of it, or anything. Um, mine was, which I, which says something to the fucking marketing and the the art of the game and that, because my want to play the game was solely based on the fact that a that picture on the game pass yeah is like it's like a massive blue ocean and then like you said there's like a giant black creature coming out from underneath it's this really like cool I, I really bone. like the the cover art of this game between the between the cover art and the fact that it was like three hours long that basically is what sold me yeah set in stone it's like oh yeah this is a, this is a game that i'm so down to play okay boy okay my turn uh i knew nothing about this game to be honest, I don't even remember us mentioning it before, if I'm being fully transparent, um, but that's very on brand for me. Uh, I was panic scrolling through Game Pass uh, the day before I was supposed to determine my interstitial, and had actually previously had a conversation with Jared about a different game yeah. uh, <laughs> that we were supposed to be playing. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll play that. Yeah, we have like and a whole conversation forgot. and they're like, oh, we're just talking about this other game. Like, that looks good. We should play that. I was like, cool. And then we get into the recording session. He's like, see a solitude. And I was like, that's not what we talked about at all. But like, I'm down. I'm down for sure. You know what? I got to keep these motherfuckers on their toes. Yeah. Uh, Never let them know they, your next move. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so then reading, I went through the painful process of reading descriptions on Game Pass games, then quickly Googling the how long to beat uh, <laughs> time period until I found a game that was acceptably uh, interstitial-like. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I am a fan of sad boy games. What can I say? Uh, and this sad boy game stood out to me. Uh, had pretty okay reviews. Yeah. Um, uh, like sevens, which is yeah. fine. Like, and like, was okay. three hours long and tackled mental health problems and i like water-based games yeah. and so i was like yeah we'll give it a whirl i would um, i would, I would that say that seven, seven out of ten experience. games are much more digestible at a less than five hour uh game time <laughs> yeah yeah like a game's sure, bad but sure. it's like two hours long i'm like yeah it's fine like that's okay like it's just mid you know it's not amazing yeah. i didn't have to stay in this world for like 50 hours yeah, exactly. It's like going to the fucking cinema to watch the latest MCU movie. You're like, well, it was mid. I didn't mind spending two and a half hours viewing that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He's like, he's not how you felt about Black Panther. Yeah. Well, Conda Forever is not a great movie, yo. That's so um, sad. And I say that's something that's fucking racist. <laughs> as, a, as a black man, that is racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a severe lack of uh, Michael B. Jordan in the sequel, and that is oh, well, that's that's just, like, that's just a crime in itself. He's the yeah. arguably best part of that movie. I'm gonna lie, he was a big part of the original. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, we're gonna take a quick music break here. When we come back, we're gonna talk to about the story of Sea of Solitude. Let's just say we're gonna talk to our guest, <laughs> the developer of Sea of Solitude. <laughs> oh, Wouldn't fuck. that be a twist? Uh, yeah, we'll falling be apart. So Sea of Solitude shows us controlling a young girl named Kay who's suffering, suffering from strong loneliness that her inner feelings of hopelessness, anger, and worthlessness turn into the outside and manifest into these monsters that 
are around this ocean world that we're that the game takes place in very like this, the setting is, is like big wind waker vibes because the art style kind of has that cell shadedness to it and you're on a boat you're in the ocean you're driving through the ocean so like it's easy to kind of make those connections for sure Mm, yeah i I can see yeah i can see where you got that from it's more uh city than wind waker yeah 100 percent. like the in the the way that the buildings are designed um is very i mean like really it's just very indie game like it's very maquette it's very like annapurna styling uh especially like those like i find a lot of games that are developed in europe uh and like the nordic areas Mm. have this aesthetic to them um which i think just comes from the fact that obviously there's a different architecture that exists there and reading about the game the city is based on berlin yeah um but it has a very uh like old european feel to the world Mm -hmm. um rather than something like wind waker which has a more like japanese western japanese you know styling it's interesting too even though this game is very much fantasy and fantastical this definitely felt more rooted in like reality than wind waker does like wind waker yeah. feels like fiction and this feels like oh, okay look this like i said takes like kind of place in berlin or at least is relatively based on there your boomy screaming from the heavens i was just yeah. say is that either a squeaky door or a boomy i did not know honestly it's hard that it's hard to tell sometimes is a boomy uh it gave me big journey vibes in terms of like the art style and the way that is presented um not necessarily the characters because the characters in journey are um sort of very roughly drawn mm-hmm. but the way that the landscape of journey is set out with like these yeah. massive landscapes yeah. and a lot of environment to look at and to take in it's that same sort yeah. of principle like you you find yourself mm-hmm. in like a literal city and Kay will be like, Oh, I remember this. This was the market and there's buildings everywhere and stairs yeah. you go up and, and down. And like, and the difference kind of between those, I actually haven't played journey. So I don't know a lot of how the game, the, the like second to second works in that game, but at least with the wind rigger comparison where that's like relatively quote unquote open, there's some like linear points that you can go to, but there's times where you can travel where anywhere. This is very linear experience. Like you're not exploring the mm. ocean. You're just exploring these kind of areas to solve puzzles to continue on to the next section. So I mean you can you can explore. Because there are collectibles it, that you can get. So there's like some like like loose exploration, <laughs> the seagulls and the weird yes. bottles. But yeah. yeah. It, it well that's what I was gonna say. It's like you can search, but it doesn't really it doesn't really yield anything. So I found myself not bothering, you yeah. know, if I came across the bottle or a seagull, I'd interact with it, but I wasn't seeking them out. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't give you like power or it doesn't give you, there's no it, benefit. Yeah. Cosmetic even would have been better. Than Little this. like seagull wings on your like character. The, the messages in a bowl kind of, uh, gave, I, I'll, I'll talk about it in my final thoughts. Cause they're sort of, there's a metaphor I thought that was in the game, mm-hmm. which is kind of given weight to because of the messages in a bowl. Yeah. But I'll get to that yeah. later. One thing that's interesting too is the character itself, Kay, is also like this monster manifestation because she looks similar to these other creatures. They're kind of like black and have these weird like like feathery kind of material on them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what we learn is that's kind of like the the manifestation of these feelings of either like loneliness Mm -hmm. or hopelessness or anger and not dealing with that and as we go through and kind of the the pseudo bosses are like these monsters and and quell them it's almost like convincing these people to like 
overcome those emotions or start to deal with them or start to open up about some of those things too. Wow. That is not how I saw that at all. Oh, whatsoever. interesting. Yeah. Cause huh. that was like, that's, that's why like, I well, what is, let's, let's hear your, what is your, yeah, perspective I'm curious. On that? What, did, my, what did you get? My perspective was the K's inner demons and her inner negativity led her to sort of live her life in her own bubble and <clears throat> ignore and neglect the people around her who mm. were reaching out and looking for help. And so the game is about her realization that the people around her were looking to reach out mm. to her and were looking for support. Mm. Like you very, you start off with her brother, yeah. her brother, Sonny. Um, and there's like, the way you navigate around the world. Well, first of all, you get introduced to this person. She just calls girl. Yeah, it's uh, she. She's got like the raincoat from Little Nightmares on. <laughs> she's just <laughs> she's like the a, coat from Little Nightmares. Oh my god. She's just like a floating girl, and she's very like happy and upbeat. Yeah, and is like oh, I'll help you. And you find out that you can hold LT to fire a flare, mm -hmm. and that will then shoot um this like flare that arches and goes to wherever the next objective is. Yeah. And so you're using that to navigate around the world and you start to find these corruptions that are like pockets of light that are kind of hidden in the world. And when you come across them, they become visible. Mm -hmm. And then K absorbs the darkness into, uh, <laughs> I've never watched Naruto, right? Do you know what it reminded me? You know, like, the sound dude, the sound dude from Gara, Naruto. Gara got is the, like his yeah, sand yeah. guard on the back. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. She's got like a backpack on her back that like absorbs the darkness into Man, it. Man, if she can use that darkness to attack and fight on Will, that would have been that would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Um, but then that unlocks this light, and that light can be used to kind of quell these monsters who are either yeah. blocking progress or who are important people in Kate's life. So her brother, you hear from snippets around the world when you're interacting with these like light areas that her brother was basically being bullied at school and her mm. brother was reaching out to her and he was saying like these people at school they're bullying me like they're doing horrible stuff and Kay's like oh i'm sorry i didn't hear you like i was texting my boyfriend jack literally brushes brushes him off it is wild because i'm just picturing like the two of them having a conversation right and he's sitting down and she's like how was school and maybe she's on her phone or something and he's like just dumping all of this stuff. Yeah, it's like, Bullied. it was terrible. He's like, yeah, like, he kill myself and things like that. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, why are you laughing? It's like, oh, my boyfriend sent me this, this funny picture. And I'm like, bro, do you not yeah. hear all the shit that's happening? So then it, it begins off with that kind of conversation. And Kay's like, I can't yeah. believe I missed that. And then we end up in Sonny's school. Yeah. And in Sonny's school, we start essentially experiencing like a manifestation of what sunny was going through there are like yeah, i was like reliving those events in, yeah they're in like so many words like children made from this darkness that are like bullying sunny and are telling him to do stuff and like yeah and then there's one section where you're trying to hide from them and they're saying mm. like oh we're gonna find you we're gonna kill you and then yeah. later on there's there's like Wild. a memory and they're like oh no we're not actually gonna kill you we're just joking um <laughs> Just kids, kids being kids, kids, yeah. You know? Just fans, just like you know, and it, it progressively gets worse and worse and worse to the point where yeah, they are like becoming a physically abusive towards her younger brother, and he yeah. has dumped all of this on her, and she that's just brushes him off. 
yeah, that's kind of the oppression I got was that she is very in her own world mm. and so was kind of neglecting it. So rather than it being a journey about, it is a journey about her and her self-discovery, but it's mm. a journey of her self-discovery through realizing that she was not paying attention to those around her and was kind of neglecting yeah. what they were telling her. No, no, and I and I think that's I, I also thought that as well. I just had the feeling of as kind of they were being quelled, it was her trying to amend the, the things she had done before, but also that these individuals, as I guess aside from the brother, because he seemed pretty open about talking about his issues and everything, he just didn't have like an avenue for someone to help with that. Um, we'll get to her parents, but they definitely have an unhealthy way of dealing with mm-hmm. their problems and their emotions yeah. and everything. So well, I think I, well, I'll I'll me. as um, as they go and try to work through that is is they start to, yeah. to quell some of those demons. I mean, I think this was one of the problems that I had with the game the most, which is there's zero nuance <laughs> in the way it approaches. Like, yeah, <laughs> the character struggles like it's just like a. It's like a very transparent, like, I'm a bad person or like, here's my problem, um, which sometimes can be fine. But like the entire game is, is that way where it's just like, yeah, oh, OK, like, mean, it's very obvious what I'm trying, what I'm supposed to be getting from this. And it's just it doesn't make you work for anything. It just kind of gives it to you. It starts off, like, oh, that doesn't that feels weird. Yeah, it starts off well, because you've got like that section with the brother is very much like, you know, uh Kate wasn't listening to him. He was saying these stuff and she was sort of not not paying attention to what was being told to her when she started the conversation, which is kind of the kicker. But then when you get to her parents, yeah. there's an entire section where you're climbing this like construction tower where her dad is at the top and everything is very hot and um, like... I just I'm trying to think of the expression to do with like hot air. I can't remember what it is, but there's like an expression where it it's basically like if somebody's like a gust of hot air, it basically means they're like yeah short tempered and they're like sort of like very angry and frustrated easily. And that's kind of the environment that you're in. There's lots of like literal hot air vents that kind of push you up to the next level or push you out of the way so you can't progress. Um, but the main thing you find out is like that section's very jarring compared to the first because her mum yeah. and dad are very openly just like, oh yeah, you know, the mum's like, I thought having children would fix our relationship, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that what? is not <laughs> that is not how that works, <laughs> and it's it's also yeah. kind of like Kai said, it's the delivery <clears throat> of it that I have the issue yeah. with is it's like there's no there's no peeling back of the layers, you know, there's no like there's no going into like a world that is like the mother's world and hearing the conversation that Kay wasn't aware of and sort of learning it that way. It's almost like they're having these open conversations in front of the children, which definitely can happen. I mean, I'll get wrong. Like I grew up in a house where that happened. My parents would openly talk about the arguments they were having in front of the kids, but in, in the, sorry, in the, in the, emphasis of the game to go from the way Sonny presents his problems to the way that the parents present their problems it just feels kind of tone deaf it doesn't that delivery doesn't work yeah i think the problem too is like the the voice acting in this game also is kind of lacking 
they kind of fall short with a lot of a lot of the the characters. How so much I think of that, that do you think is the fact that English isn't their first language? Probably because I'm assuming being based in yeah, German, that could be a contributor that, for sure. That I German mean, is their first language. I, I mean, I don't know if that's an excuse. Like, I think, firstly, there's fantastic voice actors who are like pan-European or who grew up with different languages that are can very successfully transition. Um, into voice acting i think it's just that they're inexperienced i mean the fact that the yeah. lead uh character in the game was voiced by not a professional voice actor but by a you know uh, an art director on the game is i mean it's a choice it's a choice that you make it's like you know you save costs in a sense of not hiring yeah. someone professionally to do it um and maybe I, I mean i think they did a fine job but it was definitely yeah. not like wow this is really convincing i also find it very confusing like the voice acting no one had consistent accents so like yeah, they're like all over the place <laughs> yeah like like the main person k sounded scandinavian or like german which makes sense because mm-hmm. that's where it's based Studio's out based. of uh yeah. and then the father was english the mom was english the boyfriend was american and it was just mm-hmm. like okay how did she get her accent if her parents are english and like why are okay yeah. why is she german i'm so confused what's happening here the brother also i think was english which was strange <laughs> he's very like, like the character k she's very stereotypically german in her accent like you can tell that she is German from the her accent when she speaks English. Mm-hmm. I know they're very different, but for some reason she kept giving me like Amicia vibes from A Plague Tale. Right, very that, French. That, but that same right, principle no, you know, where yeah, Amicia yeah. sounds French, K sounds right. German. German, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely think that that maybe, like you said, the 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 lack of experience could have been a reason behind it because I feel like if they weren't going to show a lot of that stuff, having a, someone really nail those like voice lines and really kind of portray a lot of that emotion and feeling through there. I mean, also the writing has to be good too. So there could have been like issues with how the, the, the material was presented to the voice actors. They did the best they could. Yeah. But if there was like some just, like really heavy hitters, with voice acting that could have like portrayed those emotions just without the context, but when that when that falls short, then you start losing. If you don't have the context, you're just like, what's what's happening here? This all just yeah, feels just, very jarring. It's like strange. someone's reading like a very specific mm. exam. It's like it doesn't feel real. It just feels like exactly yeah. what you'd think of if you tried to, uh, you know, someone who doesn't have the ability to write is like, okay, tell me the tropes of you know family dynamics, and it's like, right. oh, okay. My parents, you know, stayed together and and wanted to fix their relationship, so they had a child, and like that's the thing I'm gonna say. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. sure, like yeah, that is something that happens, but like you have to frame it in a in an yeah. interesting way so people can engage with it. If you just say mm. the thing, that it's like, well, yeah, and it's weird because it was it was done better in my opinion with the younger brother maybe it was his delivery maybe it was that or maybe it was the material but i feel like that was portrayed better maybe it was the level because in this section is kind of the first time we we experienced the quote-unquote combat in this game there isn't a lot of combat a lot of it is shining lights to kind of quell some of these dark figures that are, are chasing you and attacking you mm-hmm. um and maybe it was that because i thought that was really interesting and it's just like a lot of the bullies from the school the level is like a school environment if they get close to you they can shove you 
you lose health and sometimes they'll shove you into these pools of water with arms kind of dragging you down into the ocean. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the setting was really cool. So maybe that kind of just helped build up his character and his experiences. I will also say that the gameplay specifically in that section was not very clear of what you were supposed to do. I mean, yeah. we struggled. I struggled a lot with the a couple of minutes to realize you have to get close enough and then they start chasing you because there's like mm-hmm. an initial room where there's one before you enter a doorway he chases you then you enter a doorway and there's like three blocking a door and then they want to shove you into these little pools of uh hands that like come up and like take you down and real weird reset real strange um but it doesn't it didn't really do like a like a good job setting up the premise of the actual mechanics of the gameplay where it's like you have to get this close to like and i don't want a tutorial i don't want to show that but like the way that they introduced those enemies they could have done a better job making it very specifically clear that that's how you're supposed to engage with yeah mm-hmm. didn't didn't yeah and what's interesting is that after you have uh reconciled with the person that you're doing for that section they will then become their like true self they lose that darkness around them and then it's, they end up on a boat which i didn't yeah. understand it's like a house boat on the sea and then you follow them yeah. to the next person. And then the premise of how they like stop at the next person is always the same, which they run into like a weird giant circular rock, which I'm just like, yeah, where well, it has like a face and there's like a hand. Like I thought, I like, thought oh, that was going to be like the first one mm-hmm. where it was just like, okay, like that, sure, like that. But then it did it like more than once. But then once, it became like the like, trope, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. so it's just the thing in between each strange. level. See, what yeah. I'm wondering is if it was supposed to be. So, okay, I'll, I'll briefly explain, like, my my sort of takeaway from the game is that it was the sea that everything takes in mm. is, the way I saw it was, like, imagine the sea is, like, life, right? Like, day-to-day life. And then everyone kind of has this shell around themselves where they're so worried about what's happening with their life that they don't interact with the lives of others around them. Mm. And that's how Kay sort of... Because Kay's monster that she tackles is like a giant shelled turtle or something that's like kind of yeah guard in her way. So yeah. I kind of saw it as people being sort of not wanting to worry other people about what's happening in their life because everyone has their own yeah. shit going on. So when that boat crashes and when it can't progress anymore, I... I thought like, oh, okay, that's supposed to be a metaphor for like a, a mental wall. Like somebody mm-hmm. has literally put up a barrier to stop somebody just coming in and kind of, you know, breaking their wall down and getting to the core of the problem and working out what it is. But again, like you said, it's not portrayed very well because the boat's going one all yeah. perfectly fine. And then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, fuck, we hit a rock. Uh, we're not going under. We just can't progress any further. You're going to have to go on well, foot. And it, it doesn't even show like... If that was the case, like, you know, you hit this wall and now you have to do the thing to progress past the wall or past the barrier that you've just been placed in front of you. There's no, like, scene afterward of, like, the the rock or the fixture moving out of the way and now the boat can progress. The boat's just at the end afterward. You yeah. finish the level. It's just at the end and then you continue on the boat forward. So there's not even that, like, uh, the, the visual observe, uh, that visual thing of, like, the boat, you know, breaking through and progressing to the next section. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. boat's here. Well, no, that's also, another thing that was a joke that Jared made, but I think is, is funny about this game, is that, like, to defeat the monsters, you suck up into these weird light beam things, uh, mm. and there's, like, violent, painful screaming, 
And Jared at some point was like, this does not make me want to solve my problems. This seems incredibly <laughs> painful. Like, and like, I get the metaphor terrible. that like fa- facing your demons is supposed to be like difficult and it's going to be painful, but it's like ultimately mm. beneficial. But this screaming that they put in there is like, if you play this game, you're like, I don't want to deal with my problems. I was not convinced seems- that dealing with my problems was going to be beneficial. No, yeah, like, this seems Hearing fucking that. awful. <laughs> it sounds like someone's having like a lot electroshock therapy or something. Like, it yeah, is it's absolutely yeah, it's awful. It's, it's wild. It's exactly the opposite of and what that's- you might be like. No, I don't want to like sort of get into like final thoughts this early, but that's like one of my main issues with the game is that I could see the concepts that were there and I could see the themes that were trying to be explored, but I had to put in a shit ton of legwork and sort of after I played the game, sit back and go, okay, what were they trying to say? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you compared it to that Dragon Cancer before the recording, but. Yeah. In that Dragon Cancer, everything's very apparent. You're like, okay, I understand what the metaphor is here. I understand like mm-hmm. what's taking place. But in this game, it's kind of like tiptoeing along that line of like, oh, is this a metaphor or do we just want you to have your own interpretation? And so that mm-hmm. was kind of my big issue is that like I could see what was trying to be said, but it didn't come across in a very cohesive way so i had to sit there afterwards and think okay what could they possibly be trying to mean when they did yeah. this yeah i mean if I, i'm I, go, go for, for it, it. <laughs> that was mental oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the matrix uh yeah i think i don't know if i necessarily agree with that and i can see that i think it's less like i didn't know what they were going like it was just so like I want, it was less that I didn't know what they were going for and more that I wanted them to go for something else, right? Like I mm-hmm. wanted, I could see the potential. I saw what they were trying to do. You're like, just don't like, do this this way. You're facing your demons. But it did it in such a boring way, in my opinion, in a way of that was like not at all engaging to the player. That it's like, and maybe that was into what you're saying, like to leave room for the player to mm-hmm. have their own like emotional experience in what was going on. But like the issue is, is that the premise was so specific. And I think that's the other thing. Like there was a, there was a review of this game from, I think IGN and, and the IGN review was pretty much like, it was like playing through someone's personal journal. And, and like, I, it feels weird to give it a score because it's like, sure there's things that i can rate but it's like so personal to the individual Mm right um and like that's kind of like a lot of the premise of this game is like you have a brother and he has very specific issues and he's telling you these very specific issues and you're like yeah well where where do i as the player fit into what is going on Mm -hmm. like it it seems more experiential than it does like where i'm actually participating in doing anything for this person i'm just kind of having to live their trauma well i mean and then it's like and what is they, they preface that too in the beginning which makes it like you said it's just weird to score something like that because the individual um cornelia geppert says that this is kind of like roughly based around events that have happened in her life or things that she yeah. has gone through too and they have, a, yeah. they have a warning in the beginning that the game does tackle these these topics but like you said it is if it is a real person's life experience you know mm. so much so but it's weird to go through it and be like this was a seven out of ten yeah this is like some other person's experience and you're obviously not li- you're trying to live it through the the gameplay and everything but i don't know and it's that's just- the thing like i don't 
I don't think their intention was to make the player go away and try and understand what they were trying to say. I think they were mm-hmm. trying to say something, but like through a it. myriad of reasons, missed the mark. And so as a result, I mm-hmm. had to go away and sort of try and digest what I assumed they were trying to say. Yeah. One thing that I actually yeah. really enjoyed, and I'm curious about how you guys feel, is just like maneuvering around the world felt really good like in the boat and jumping between building and building and and running through the world i thought like felt the controls felt nice and felt snappy and uh the world was interesting at least aesthetically so it was cool to kind of go through and and see the different aspects and different places that the the game takes you because there is different settings where there's the sea and then you have that that big tall tower you eventually get to like an ice world and like a snow level too so so i mean i i knew very little about this game and based on their uh cover art i thought it was going to be like a top-down kind of like could you imagine watching the thing lurking underneath you from a top yeah like isometric kind of like uh setup um like a more simplistic visual style and when we were playing this game i was like wow i was like i wonder how many people like this is a full this game this is like a full 3d platformer that they built so which i think was cool like i think that's one of the redeeming parts of this game is yeah you know that it's fun to interact with the world but at a certain point you kind of need something else there to carry it through yeah and that's kind of my like control wise the game was fine my favorite Mm -hmm. parts of the games were of the game was those very um condensed areas where you were kind of jumping from building to building and climbing place to place when you got to those bigger areas like when you're in the city with the train station Mm -hmm. that was fucking boring to me uh it's just a massive open barren land that is covered in sand but it's supposed to be somewhere that is meaningful to Kay and to her brother and i'm sure there's a symbolism that you could draw of like you know a barren city and blah 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 but mm-hmm. to me i was just running around doing fetch quests in the massive sandbox that i couldn't interact with mm-hmm. yeah and that's kind of what was off-putting for me in that sense is that at certain times mm-hmm. i was like oh okay i have to run from here to the other side of this fucking city to go and get to interact with this light object and then i've got to run yeah. back to near where i just was to re- interact with the second one yeah i mean in like the the objective in most of the areas is the same like what mm-hmm. ben was saying you're going through and you're activating these little light beacons and then in doing so you're absorbing all the darkness that is surrounded them in between all of that there's areas of you know the pseudo combat where you're attacking these these monsters but you're still doing the same thing you're attacking them by lighting up fixtures and the, the light quells the darkness that's inside of these mm-hmm. these creatures as well but it it's it's pretty much the same second to second with the the, the puzzles or the, the puzzles that you're solving too. the interesting part the most interesting part for me personally mm-hmm. was the giant sea creature that stalks k when you're yeah, in the was- city so mm-hmm. when the city is lit up it becomes barren and the water disappears and it's full of sand but when the city is dark it's flooded and it's there's like a giant it's the creature from the box art mm-hmm. who is swimming around the water and if you fall in the water that creature will come for you and if it catches you you've 
essentially die and you have to go back to last and bro, checkpoint. This, this like death animation is wild because it comes up from behind you and like bites you t- tosses your character in the air and like swallows it and goes Fucking down in the ocean megalodon style if you can imagine like <laughs> any sort of like shark or megalodon or something like throwing something up in the air and catch it, similar vibes um if you have a fear of like the, the water and bodies of water and like weird like creatures underneath this game would terrify you because just those sections of being almost like hunted and stalked by this like water creature is i can easily see yeah stressed and about it. the creature it's almost like k's demon itself it's almost yeah. like k's depression and negativity like manifested and it's saying to her like you know we belong together and you know i'll always be here for you whenever people leave you i'll always be there and we'll be together forever and blah 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 um but that bit was awesome because you have to track where it is and then jump across these bodies of water and having that creature who's like the insecurities directly talking to k and sort of saying like i mean i maybe it speaks differently to me because i'm somebody who sort of lives with depression and has gone through years of having those intrusive thoughts and sort of having those not necessarily that voice but having those thoughts in my head that's the bit that kind of stuck to me because i've been there like i've been there when that thought in the back of your head is like you know i'm better off alone people don't deserve to be around me all of that kind of shit so that was the section that stuck out to me most and also we'll get to jack eventually but the section with jack um is the section that also spoke to me most in terms of how i related to it but i also disagreed with it the most as well which was strange well that's interesting i'm curious i mean we can talk about jack now Uh, yeah okay boyfriend and he his like manifestation in his creature is this like large wolf and mm-hmm. the difference between them is all the creatures that we've seen so far like you said have been these like black feathery monster creatures very and the the brother was like this large bird and the dad was like a salamander and the mom was an like an octopus i think yeah the the mom is like some like weird kraken medusa kraken thing yeah. And they all had this black and red aesthetic to them. But then the, the the boyfriend, Jack, is very like the wolf is white, very like pristine blue eyes and everything. And it's it's interesting to see like the, the, the progression because as they like meet, Kay goes to touch him and hug him. And it's almost like her darkness and her negativity bleeds onto him. It's like part of mm-hmm. his like face will fall off and I think, that red and black aesthetic yeah. to it. I think this is the part of the game that's from uh, the creator's uh past yeah is is the boyfriend Mm. um Mm -hmm. because when in the development section on wikipedia the ultimate uh you know arbiter of what truth is uh it said (laughs) and all all of information uh cornelia gebert describes the project as most personal and artistic in how it led her to probe her own fears and emotions following an emotionally abusive relationship from 2014 Mm. to 2017 however she noted several parts of the game are not from her own past um and I think that shows I this section, there's kind of two, at least in my mind, um, ways to look at what is happening with the boyfriend mm-hmm. who's portrayed by a giant, white, beautiful wolf, right. which is the idea of someone, and especially when you meet them early on, they seem very, and like throughout the game, 
She talks about to. her boyfriend, especially it seems early in their relationship, very fondly and like, oh, he just gets me and the blah, most blah, charming blah, blah. man that ever lived. Comes, yeah, comes up in other sections, and so that like that idealistic, you know, knight in shining armor in a sense mm-hmm. way that we see people, especially early in a relationship when you're first getting to know them, and then that slowly breaks away, away to show um, kind of their the truth under it, which is that they have their own problems and things that need to be addressed. And like, it's going to be effort to, to make a thing work. I think the other way that I could look at it and in the gameplay is that Kay herself being broken and feeling, you know, uh, that she is a monster as she interacts with this perfect thing. She's almost infecting it with her, uh, with her, you know, whatever she's dealing with whether that be depression or whether that's anxiety like the more that she engages with this beautiful thing that she feels like she doesn't deserve the more it falls apart uh, and the more it hurts the people around and that's how i was like interpreting it too like as we were sitting here talking about it i thought about the layers thing because literally the the piece of the wolf's face that falls off is something that you can interact with and you use it to melt ice walls which is an interesting mechanic um, but I interpreted it as she's again, still in this creature looking for it. She looks like the monsters that we're quelling right now. And she goes and touches the wolf and then he starts to look like that. So it almost like that because she's not dealing with all of her issues and everything. Now that, now that is bleeding into another individual, almost mm. like you said, corrupting this person with your own personal. Well, and issues. also the, the wolf responds like it's being hurt. Like yeah. she, she tries to love it. And then the, you know, the face piece comes off and mm-hmm. it's whimpering and runs away. And it's like, why would you do this to me? Or, you know, why would you hurt me? Um, and yeah, I think this is one of the sections of the game. I think I found most compelling because it's the least clear. It's the least defined as like, yeah, very, you in the other sections, when you're dealing with the brother and the parents, you know exactly what you're supposed to be getting out of it. Like the father's avoiding responsibility and he'll disappear for days at a time and yada, yada, yada. And the mother is someone who only cares about herself and the brother is depressed, but no one is paying attention to him. Like those are very transparent in what you're supposed to get. I think this is the one specifically where I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to get out of this. Like who is mm-hmm. the monster here? Is Kay the monster? Are so they both monsters? Like I, that's the... I took it completely different. Sorry to cut you off at the okay. end there. I didn't mean to. No. Um, no, go for it. I, I took it, and again, I, I wonder how much my sort of experience with depression and stuff sort of influenced my my take on it, but I took it as that dark wolf is Jack's true personality. That is the mm-hmm. true manifestation of his emotions. And the white, beautiful wolf that we're presented with is essentially a mask it's the bravado he puts to the world yeah Yeah, but i i didn't see it as k corrupting him i saw it as k's closeness to him essentially cool yeah causing him to sort of break down his barrier and open up and slowly reveal the fact that like he is also going through stuff in his own way but he like I said, he sort of masks that and covers it from the real world. So I never necessarily, I guess it can happen. It can, because I mean, me and Ellie both sort of struggle with like mental health issues. And Mm -hmm. there's definitely times where you can see 
my sort of if i'm having a low day that impacting ellie and like you can definitely yeah. see it happening uh so i think that it's partly that but i also think that and that that's kind of like a big thing like i mean when i was sort of going through like the peak of my depression and that i was a massive people pleaser like to a certain mm. extent i still am but like i found myself because i couldn't feel joy I would seek joy through others, others and basically yeah. provide joy to them and sort of live vicariously yeah. through their joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, I mean, maybe even using the word like in, in fact might be a little too like aggressive and harsh because like you said, it could, it could easily just be, I'm having a bad day. I'm having an off day and now that's going to affect your partner because you're in a relationship together and just something that's easy like that too, which I, I can see both. I can see both interpretations of mm. his I mean, true colors being revealed and, or her opening up to her, not her, not dealing with her issues could affect him as well. Yeah. Yeah. My struggle with the true colors aspect of it is that his reaction, like if you're trying to metaphorically show someone's true self under a facade, like you would expect then when that true self is revealed that it be something that is negative to the person revealing Almost like, it, like right? a shameful so, response when it's revealed. Well, not a shameful response, but like, okay, like if if the black wolf of Jack that exists under the, the exterior gets revealed, what you'd expect is to see the bad, to see some form of him respond like, oh, what are you doing, you dumb bitch? Or like, you know, I've always hated you. Or to see that anger, that rage, that pain, whatever it is. Instead, he responds in a way that is, why are you doing this to me? Mm. Why are you turning me into this thing that, you know, is bad and evil? And like, that's that's the part of it that I have a hard time with. Because I agree with you. Like, I think the easiest explanation of that is like, oh, Jack was a bad person underneath this facade that Kay had built for him. And then mm -hmm. as she engaged with that, it broke away and revealed it. But it doesn't reveal him being a worse person than right. the father. And whereas we play through, we see yeah. the father make more and more selfish decisions that only benefit himself. Instead, the wolf is just not wanting to be in pain yeah. from it might, interacting. It might not with even it. be like revealing that Jack's a bad person, but just revealing that Jack has like issues. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not... <coughs> oh god excuse me choking yeah. on air <laughs> but i mean I, might... I think that i think that in itself though what you're saying like if yeah. it really is that like jack has issues like what a in the in the not meanest way possible like what a immature and reductive way of looking at people to be like oh you know, I built this facade, but like, yeah, everyone has fucking issues. Everyone has problems. Everyone has mm -hmm. things that they struggle with. Like no one is perfect. And like, you mm -hmm. can build a perfect facade in your mind of a person, but like that doesn't make it real. And so if like, that is really the thing that's trying to be called out here is that, you know, he's not perfect underneath. That's unfair to Jack because we're only given one perspective of him. We're, we're only mm -hmm. given Kay's manifestation of that relationship. And it's one sided in its approach of her being like, Oh, you know, he was perfect and now he has this like 
thing underneath yeah. that's well, so ugly. I, I, and it's like, well, I, I really I can like, agree I don't with know that him. too, but I mean, the whole game is based off of a very, you know, one-sided perspective. It is mm. just Jay. Uh, it's just Kate. Jay. No, but like, like, <laughs> that's but that's what I'm saying. With at least with the 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 parents, right? And you kind of get the their brother, side of, of that too. You get you get why the brother is feeling the way. He's an outcast. Yeah. You see his perspective of the world, and then yeah. Kay learns about that. Like, oh, yeah. okay, I wasn't paying attention. I now see that there were red flags happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents are very like you know as i said very reductive like me like oh we're gonna have a child to save ourselves like that's silly but you know i mean still something that i think people can struggle with but with jack specifically there was no time in which i was like oh okay i see i see why he is the way he is the only thing that i see is kate interacting with him and that hurting him yeah and so it's like he has no reason to be the monster that she builds him up to be other than the fact that she feels that she's poisoning him in some way so I don't know if this will help. Like when when I when I first started to sort of tackle uh what I was going through, I I was always a very, very closed off person. Very, very closed mm-hmm. off person. And so the idea of opening up and all of that wasn't on the table. It was Ellie who I don't want to say the word forced, because it wasn't forced, but it was heavily coerced and you know like yeah. she was sort of like you know you should go and talk to somebody you should sign up for like therapy and like you should sort of explore whatever it is that's going on i think it'd be it's... different too uh, with i think with 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 jack specifically we we only we're only getting jack through the perspective of like k where with the brother with sunny we're getting that perspective but then there's also that like third party now the player who is seeing the the interaction between um sunny and k outside of it where you know sunny's trying to reach out and k's just on her phone you know that that situation isn't just like k thinking that he's crazy it is from the perspective of someone watching that kind of conversation well, so we got some context of the brother and that so that's, outside of k's perspective kind of- so if we got that with jack that might have been a little better to kind of bleed his character up a little more. Maybe. I mean, it's again, I, th- I don't know if it's for me, my sort of personal experience, but like, I, I don't want to say I definitely didn't hate Ellie, but there was definitely animosity towards Ellie because oh, yeah. in, my, in my eyes at the time, she was the reason that I had opened up and the reason that I was feeling the hurt that I was feeling. And right. so that's the way that i see the section with jack is that at the core because i mean later on in the thing like gradually more and more of jack breaks off and we sort of get more and more to the core of him and inevitably what ends up what inevitably sorry in the end when that ends up happening is jack breaks up with k Mm-hmm. and he tells her that he needs to work through this on his own and he's like don't contact me and he basically cuts her out of his life now to me that was because jack was extremely depressed and mm-hmm. because Kay, through her closeness whether it is intentionally or unintentionally made him open up made him feel this pain and then that made him worse and so at his core jack is somebody who doesn't want to open up who is a hurt individual who wants to be left alone i think he even mentions like not wanting to be alive anymore at one point and so that was kind of how i saw it is that 
I saw it as rather than Jack's a bad person, Jack's a monster on the inside or whatever. I saw it as Jack is a depressed, hurt individual who is trying to put up a facade that everything is okay and trying not to worry the people around him. Because, I mean, I do the exact same shit, you know, we've all, even like people who experience anxiety, you kind of try and push it to the back of your mind so that the people yeah, around you don't want to like burden the people around you with your issues exactly yeah, yeah. and I'm, i think yeah. i think that's the problem i guess i have with that is that section specifically is the premise of the game is Kay's a monster but also the people around her exhibit negative behavior mm-hmm. right yeah so we have the the father who's quick to rage the mother who's very selfish and like we're presented them them they themselves are monsters that Kay must deal with. Whereas in Jack's instance, being someone who struggles with mental health issues does not make you a monster in my mind. Yeah. And like that's the problem I have is it's like if, if what we're saying is correct, the thing that makes Jack a monster is that he himself is struggling with depression. Um and where I can understand someone not knowing how to deal with that or being frustrated by that um like at the same time she herself has her own struggles so should recognize mm-hmm. what is going on with mm-hmm. him and like that shouldn't be a monster in a sense but it, yeah. but it becomes a monster yeah, i know the, the monster thing is weird because i mean they, they are giant creatures so we we get this idea of them being a monster but it's almost like it's less monster like unhealthy behavior like mm-hmm. with with when the layers are peeling off with jack it's not like he's a terrible person it just shows that he also is not dealing with his issues in a healthy and productive way he's not like, like he said, this knight in shining armor that kate thought she was she also he also has his issues that needs to be resolved and he's not doing that in, in a healthy way well i mean the thing is as well like i one of the things i sort of experienced one of the things that ellie had to kind of open me up to is the fact that I, I I could the way that Jack initially reacts to Kay when he's kind of like blaming her and he's like, "Why would you do this mm. to me?" But I would be like that, like I would mm. lash out and I would be not necessarily never like never verbally abusive, but I would be like snarky and I would be moody yeah. and I would take that out on Ellie, and so mm. I think that's kind of what a lot of it is. Is this like k views him as a monster because he's becoming snarky and he's leaving parties early without telling her and he's like not shouting at her but he's becoming moody and becoming agitated and she sees that as him being a monster when in reality like you said it's not him being a monster he's got his own shit that he's going through and Mm -hmm. those mood swings and that irritability are like a massive symptom of depression it's one of the main sort of people think it's a feeling of emptiness but in reality like the the side effects and the mood swings are a big part of it as well so and i mean honestly it if you can tell from how we're talking about it this section specifically stood out and in my opinion was the more compelling because it kind of seemed open-ended no not open-ended but it wasn't direct with how they were trying to portray the situation where there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for interpretation of how the situation it's the most set up. It's the most thematically interesting section yeah. of the game. Yeah. The relationship. Yeah, it, and it's because it, it's because of the gray area, right? Like yeah. the reason yeah. we can talk about this for so long is because it is not so transparent what we're supposed to take away from it, that it leads to the player 
like Ben, your own experiences with depression, my own experiences with depression and anxiety, mm -hmm. and like you know Jared as well. Yeah. We're all going to put our own meaning and our mm -hmm. own relationship context as people who struggle with mental health issues or have partners who struggle with mental health health issues. Um, like we can fill that that gap mm -hmm. in a sense and connect with it, which is the thing I was missing from the other parts of this game is that I wasn't yeah. able to fill that meaning with my own experience it was just so it was just someone it was else's experience it was, it was someone else's experience and then mm -hmm. i had to like try to piece together what they were supposed to be getting yeah. out of it and i was like yeah. well, so that doesn't make it very compelling so okay <laughs> you know would we would we have preferred the entire game to be as gray as this last section was with jack i mean yeah it at least at least for sure creates conversations like that where i would have i would rather had the entire game honestly just be, be about, about them uh, yeah be about mm. the abusive relationship. Like I think trying to tackle a whole litany of personal relationships where, you know, you blame yourself was, a, was, was lofty. And in three hours, especially is hard yeah. mm -hmm. uh, to do in a meaningful way. And I think, you know, you, you kind of at a certain point become numb just because you're cycling through these people so quickly where you're just like, oh, okay, like, I guess now I have a brother who wants to kill himself. And oh, mm -hmm. I guess my mom's a selfish asshole. And like, okay, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be getting from this other than people are terrible and I'm terrible to them because I never paid attention. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you, if they took the focus to just one of these instances, and I think Jack is the most interesting because i haven't seen a game really tackle an abusive relationship mm -hmm. and the mental health problems that that can cause and reveal in a person like i think that in itself would have just been an interesting game is her dealing with the fact that like her monster is also the thing she loves the most and like yeah. that like when the white wolf comes like i think that's a beautiful moment because like yeah it really is you are in this game used to seeing very horrifying stylized dark creatures and that's the first thing that you see that's this like truly beautiful yeah also the environment we're in this, this snowy area so it's very bright it's very white yeah it's very pristine looking so yeah, and I, I think I think that was one of the more interesting moments. So I would have much preferred th three hours of that experience and exploring that relationship than trying to do everything of like the, all of the problems in yeah. your life trying to tackle them. I, mean, yeah. like, and I think, like I said, I, it might it might be the the time issue too, like amount of time. They're trying to like create context of like you know the reason why Kay has all these issues is because you know A, B, and C brother parents like. Her, breaking down her life experience to see like oh this is why she's like not doing so well but again that's hard to do and feels a little rushed when your 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 game is only three hours long yeah and i mean kind of like you said it's like you the, the first two sections you're just kind of put into someone else's life you're like mm -hmm. oh okay i have a suicidal brother oh okay i have parents who are in a negative relationship and have their issues etc but with the jack section you're kind of like oh, okay but why why is jack right. the way he is what impact is k having on jack and vice versa and that's the thing where in, instead of going through someone's story you're kind of experiencing it as k as opposed mm -hmm. to the other situations where you're just not to say that it takes away because there's still a lot of good themes that it tackles and stuff but when you just walk through someone's experience of having a suicidal brother, it's a lot less sort of impactful than being like, 
okay, well, here's this situation with the boyfriend and there's a lot of ambiguity yeah. and there's a lot of gray areas. Yeah. I also don't understand the bird thing. Like, I think the wolf was an interesting way of doing it because, like, wolves can be pretty and they can be a beautiful dangerous. thing, but they can also be dangerous. Yeah. Like, that I understand. I get the father because he's, like, a lizard thing. <laughs> I honestly don't know what the fuck he was supposed to be, but he's, like, you know, an aggressive... I mean, the- the brother like, might the, be the like the giant bird. I just don't. I'm like, what is happening? Well, it might be a situation where, like, all the times in maybe this is a stretch because it definitely might be all the situations where he was at school and he was being bullied. He wished he could just escape. It's so, like being a bird and being able to fly and being able to escape kind of your situation at any point is like maybe that's why his manifestation so, is a bird because he could just run away whenever he wants. Apparently, yes, apparently, okay. Birds represent freedom, grace, yeah. love. Yeah. strength okay. longevity eternity and happiness among other stuff good for birds yeah That's right a, that, you know good for birds god damn this is a, that this is a w bad. for birds today i could definitely see i can definitely <laughs> see the symbolism of wanting to be strong and wanting to be free um yeah but again there's there's no connection in in the game like in the game, in game. you're like he's like, just he's just a bird yeah like in the game you're like oh okay right you know jack's a wolf because he's this majestic creature and he's like sort of strong and the mum is this yeah. ugly hideous sea creature because she's an ugly hideous person and the dad is <laughs> the, jesus the dad is oh i mean that is the representation of it no is it like well the, i think yeah i think i would have rather had those switched the mom is not an ugly hideous person why well, she is sure i mean maybe i don't know i only have been given one perspective of her but the mom yeah, wants to be free too yeah. right the mom wants to get out of this relationship that she's been forced in into this life of children that she didn't really want yeah. uh and now that she's the one she's like the sole caretaker in a sense she wants to be free of the decisions she's made whereas the brother wants to die like that that's the whole thing is that he's obviously suicidal he's struggling with like the world does not accept him and wants to be gone so in my mind the mom would have been a better bird the brother would have been a better like sad depressed wasn't he a sea creature fading into the depths of water it was a crow or at least i mean only representation of that i mean i guess it does look like a crow but it's like black i mean all the creatures are black but crows are associated with death um yeah but apparently Maybe he's dead. dead. I don't know. They apparently also symbolize transformation and change. Uh, all I know is that uh, the bird in Kentucky Route Zero was better. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, hot, yeah, but I mean, the, the symbolism of the mum is like, and, and like you said, it, it's kind of from Kay's perspective, but it's like the mum essentially like trapped the dad in mm. this marriage by sort of convincing him to have children he was like i never wanted children and so the representation yeah. you get is from k side which mean eh. it's weird, day one he was there's like, literally a moment at the be- first date yeah there's literally a moment at the beginning the first date where he's like you're the kind of person i want to have children with yeah and she's like that's, that's isn't it a little he early just preface like not right now he's like but someday yeah but that's what's weird is then afterwards later on when you're playing the section he's like i never wanted to have children so it's like, what is it? That's because he's fucking maybe, crazy. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where like he's like, that's what he thought she wanted to hear. So he's like, oh, I want to have kids. And she's like, oh, you want to have yeah, kids? But, but, he's okay, like, I got her. but that wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. No, I, like, no, it didn't. I, I, it didn't seem like understand. he was shooting his shot. It just seemed like he was someone who was like saying Genuinely shit that kids. was like, yeah, like he was like, yeah. like okay, look, 
if I'm going to say something to a woman to want her to like me, that is not the thing I'm going to say on the first <laughs> no, date. Okay, that is not, not attractive for anyone to be like, yeah, girl, I want to fuck you and have your babies. And it's like, we have known each other for approximately six hours. Uh, so no, um, but I, that, yeah, that, it was just very real, confusing. Real, There's a whole dynamic scary. between the parents. And then I didn't really understand, like the parents come together to rescue Kay mm-hmm. and they become their former selves. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what is this teaching us? Well, it's almost like, like that they, we they face our demons and everything's going to work out. Right. Like that's not what's going to happen. They're still shitty issues. people. They didn't deal with their problems. So this is yeah. also one of the issues I have with the Jack situation, right? Is like, the story the story with jack ends he's like okay i need to sort this out on my own which yeah you know as shit as it is mental health issues you can have support but they are something that you have to process yourself and you have to go through and tackle on your own but Mm -hmm. you can tackle them on your own with the support of people around you and he kind of just he cuts k off and he's like i don't want to see you again don't contact me that's it and that's just just and she's just like okay cool like i but i think that's why i got the fact that he realized that the reason his pain his ugliness was coming from her right and that like Mm. i think like that's the only reason is because at the end he's like just leave me alone i don't want to be around you you make me an ugly person yeah um and like I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from that. I've never been in an emotionally abusive relationship, so I don't understand what the feelings of guilt personally are, mm-hmm. how two-sided that is. But like, that's the only thing I can think of mm. is that he finally realizes that the re- the ugliness that he feels that he has is coming from her. So it's he just, just feeding off, off of the problem she never dealt with with her family. And he's like, I took okay, it. I can't. I took it as his depression pushing her away because it wanted him to be on his own and to basically I mean I think both of life those are valid, valid yeah but it's <laughs> I think I think all of it could be valid I yeah but that's what no I'm saying idea, that's but... what that's what like the yeah. that's what the um the great part about the Jack section is and when you was like oh it's based on an abuser's relationship I was like where because in my mm-hmm. interpretation of it I didn't see any right. sort of inkling of and just that's just because of the way that i interpret it right. i'm not saying it's not well we all put our own personal experience well yeah and that i mean situation specifically yeah yeah 100 i come i i'm in a relationship where my partner struggles with her family and their mm-hmm. dynamic and that has affected me negatively in our relationship and has led me to have that perspective in this of being like i right. know what it's like to live with someone who is negative towards me because of things out of their control and out of my control right you come from a perspective of having depression and pushing people away and having that relationship you know be affected by your depression i mean i also have struggled with depression i struggled with anxiety Mm -hmm. and obviously me and jordan have had our struggles because of it right um and so like i think once again like that's the best thing possible is that your own life experience can inform how you react to something like that's what you want in art mm-hmm. is, is some sort of reaction yeah. to what you're being shown and being like, Oh, I connect with this because I can see, you know, in my own life, these, these things. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there is an answer. Once again, no. I haven't been in an emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah. So I too don't, don't know how well this connects. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a and good representation or a bad representation, but. That, and that's the thing too, yeah. is like, there's, there is not, there's not an answer because if the answer for this situation would just be off of K's, personal experience but that answer is different from 
Jack's perspective and is different mm-hmm. from all three of our perspectives. So that, that answer is correct and not correct for mm-hmm. everybody's perspective because it's, yeah. it's our own view. It's our own, how we visualize the situation, which I everybody think looks at. I think it's safe to say this was definitely our, our favorite section of the game, but um, that's not the end of the game. So we, hmm. we have now uh, been uh, abandoned by Jack for want of a better word. Kay kind of, uh regresses into herself and becomes extremely lonely and she starts Mm. to talk about how like she doesn't have the energy to do anything she's like i don't even think i could jump and what's cool is this where the first breakdown happens when is there's there's only one but yeah i think it's i think it's after after this yeah like like your sack gets full of collecting everyone else's problems and then it's like you have like a breakdown Yeah. yeah yep um and she what's cool about this section is that your movement is like before she was really fast and spry and sort of going around everywhere at least like half now you're like walking you can't actually jump i tried to jump and she physically won't leave the ground it's like the game pulls the character back into the ground which i thought was quite cool Mm -hmm. and the entire section of this bit there's no girl there it's just k and that sea monster talking about how the sea monster is always going to be there for her and sort of mm-hmm. her basically being like, maybe I should like, maybe this this voice is right and maybe I should sort right. of succumb to this the, voice. Yeah, the last section is is just that. It's, it's Kay slowly realizing that like, maybe I should deal with a lot of these problems that I, I, I've had and... And the the journey through these sections is is just that. Like I said, mm-hmm. I really liked the the manifestation of her literally being slower, like not jumped, almost like this darkness is like weighing her down, almost grounding her. Mm-hmm. And she's her her physical abilities have now been uh, reduced because of this this I, immense emotional situation that has happened. I will say, I would have rather them had them done that throughout the entire game, like start where your character moves slowly and as you move through the game and you deal with your problems you like but lose it was, that weight almost and start moving yeah. faster and then once you get to the the third point you regress because i think that's like a truth of dealing with things is like you can feel like you're making a lot of progress and then all of a sudden you'll slip and especially when you have mental health issues you like fall back to a place where you've you've worked for so long to get to somewhere and then you have a breakdown of some kind and you feel yeah. so terrible because it's like all that work to get to the point yeah, has it, has been meaningless in a sense, and it hasn't. But to you, it seems to be yeah. meaningless because you're like, yeah. well, and for, you know, I've tried for so long, and like yeah. that, I would have rather had that than just like midway through being like, this is depression. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, well, great. I, I, <laughs> for me, and again, maybe this is my own like personal perspective. Like, she was throughout the game. It's not even her journey to work on her own personal issues. She never does until the this section here. Like her going through her brother stuff, her going through her parents stuff is not her working with her issues. It's her trying to I mean, quell the issues of others. It's she like definitely, especially with her brother's stuff, it's about like she never recognized any of the signs. She right. didn't pay attention, mm. and she feels guilt for that. That's very because she even says that she's like, "Oh, if I if only I would have paid attention." Oh no! <laughs> like that's her reaction to her brother, and you're like, "Yeah, well, no fucking shit, right. you're an asshole." Like, yeah. but I don't and know she how deals much with that. that is because I have the same thing as you, Ben. I've always been like the people pleaser kind of situation where I would kind of subdue my own feelings of what I want in in lieu of somebody else. So I wonder mm. how much of that is her just pushing her because again, she's still manifestation of monster until the very end. And what we see from the brother and the, and the the parents is as they kind of 
dealt with their issues with the support of Kay, they were they were relieved of that darkness. But that doesn't happen to Kay until the very end. She's she's helping her family, but she's not helping herself until this very last section. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's yeah. again, that's one of those things. Like, I mean, I've been in situations where like I haven't even grieved the passing of family members because like when I when I lost my great man, like I didn't grieve because my mum needed me to be there for her. As far as I was concerned, Absolutely. that was the importance for me. It was, is my mum okay? Is my sister okay? But like, not how am I feeling and how am I coping with losing this family member? And yeah. so, yeah. And and that's kind of again, it's it's a very um, very try like exploration of depression like that the theme yeah. of it is correct in the sense of like it's just taking it's on too much and, and how they yeah presented it's, it's, it which is is weird it's, it's the it's whole like strange taking on too much it, and not focusing on yourself mm. and then having that breakdown like you said but the way that it's portrayed doesn't really deliver it yeah yeah, yeah. and it's and it's hard like with this stuff because i think everyone's experience of mental health issues are different. Everyone's depression is different. Everyone's anxiety yeah. is different. Everyone's like, there are common themes for sure. And that's what is being played at here. And I think that's the most frustrating part is that the nuance of it, the things that make it unique for everyone, like that's what's missing. And so it feels, as yeah. you said, trite, it feels like a 16 year old. Wow. This is fucking deep attempt at like, you know, I'm exploring depression and it yeah. feels sad mm -hmm. and you feel weighed down. And it's like, yeah, you also feel a lot more than that. And you, yeah. you don't do any of that. You just talk about, you know, like there's monsters and you have to battle your demons and it's going to be hard and painful. And it's like, okay, it, it, it's what else are you trying to say here? Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> like, in this situation, else? I feel like almost, and again, this goes back to kind of like the voice actors and building the character and the writing, but like telling, not showing is better because in a game, like, the last of us we'll use those as an example from the characters and from them feeling like real people and the, the emotion behind the delivery just their voice and their words can portray all they all, all you need with trying to understand the emotions of what that character is trying to you know have but this it's like big with visual like it's the, they're they're monsters and the anxieties are real and these are like real depictions of it but then you lose a lot of the context behind that too yeah and i mean you could have like there are subtle things like K becomes uh, very monotone in this section. The way mm. that she speaks, there's no real emotion in her voice. She's very sort of robotic. And those things, I feel like they could have been leaned on heavier and it would mm. have done a better job of representing those like context clues. Like you said, rather of being like, bam, yeah. this is depression. It's like, okay, here's this person. You know, well, like, like you you're can, saying, you, everyone not, thinks she's okay, but really, it's not that black and white. And just like having like this is depression. It's like, yeah. I mean, sure, yes, yeah. but it's a lot more well, than I, mean, that I do. I also tend to like uh, representations of depression. Personally, I connect with them more of things like like Conway in Kentucky Route Zero would be an example of this, right? Of someone who is like. I think in this depiction, it's very like it's debilitating almost to a point where nothing else of that person matters. Like it's mm -hmm. the most defining aspect of them mm, right. rather than like Conway is still a person. Yeah, he yeah. still has to interact. He's forced to interact with the world, which in my opinion is is a 
more realistic. Like he's still yeah. there's still aspects of him that can that can leak out at times, but his depression consumes him in a sense and shapes the decisions he makes in that yeah. world. Right. Rather than the whole world being based around like you're this thing, you're this mental health thing that you're going through and everything it's all consuming all the time. And it can feel like that for sure. Like there's moments it can feel like that, but that's not the total picture and the total reality. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. the world still exists around you. The people that you love still exist around you. The people that you hate still exist around you. And you have to, you know, at a certain point engage with that. And that's where who you are as a person is shown, not in the moments of just where you are in your deepest, darkest pit and being like, well, this is just who I am. Fuck mm -hmm. me. Like I'm, you know, I'm just going to be here forever. Um, I mean, I remember. So I would have gone. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. I just would have liked more of that to be explored rather than. Yeah feeling like we're in this pit of despair, this pit of, and like even because all of the things in this game are Kay's problems, even in a sense, like the beauty of the girl character who's like kind of shuffling us through, you know, it's it's all just one note. It's all like, these are every, like you don't get to see any of the bent, like you get to see a little bit of it in her parents, like, okay, there's a good part of them. They there's come a back not to so life part in a sense. Them, yeah. Yeah, but like you don't get to see just like normal interactions. You yeah. don't get to see the life of it all. It's just all in this one. I think that's sad another existence. like <clears throat> that's another like lean towards the the wolf scene being so important because we see a character and we're like we we get to learn a little bit of what what they are and like that's all we see. But when we met Jack, it was like we saw one thing and then we saw another thing and we're like, oh, this is this person yeah. too completely opposite things but i mean it seems like for most of the other characters their personality was like you said it was just who they were there was nothing yeah. else about them besides this yeah and i think that's kind of yeah. i don't want to talk about jack again too much but like that's kind of why that <laughs> that stuck with me is because like i remember telling people when i got like officially diagnosed with depression i started taking antidepressants i was like yeah. oh yeah like i've got depression and they were like really like you're always like making it's people laugh and you're like, always so happy and like like uh, like really you're going through and it's that kind of thing like i feel like yeah obviously that moment with k at the end of the game because she's lost jack she is in that pit of despair but mm. it, i i feel like again like you know being like oh this is how she is with people and this is how she is on her own and like mm. that kind of yeah. that contrast of it is a better way of portraying because I mean, it it sounds like a cliche to be you're you're more than your mental health, right? Like at the end of the day, like you're yeah. you're more than having 100%. depression. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think the um, I think the problem I have with that finale is as much as it's very cool in some of the ways it portrays it of her like being very lethargic and being sort of very heavy, mm. it does also kind of just make it like okay, right? She is depression. You know, like Jack That's was it. this, the mum was that, she is depression. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And yeah, I think it doesn't help coming off the back of the Jack section, which is the most interesting section of the game. Well, that's why even like thinking about the ending here, it's just like in my, I mean, maybe more things interesting happen, but she deals with her issues and she gets called of the darkness. Yeah. that That's it. Like, there's well, nothing else significant. I mean, maybe not significant, it's not, that may be the wrong word, but uh, at least nothing does? else as big as the wolf thing. That Doesn't she like, she feeds the young girl to her inner demon, right? Yeah. Which yeah. is wild because I always thought that a girl was supposed yeah, to be like really. her inner child. And it's like, oh yeah, mm. let your demons <clears throat> swallow your inner child and you'll be okay. Like it was, <laughs> it was uh, so yeah, which is It's interesting because I saw it 
<clears throat> I saw it more as as getting the light and using light to reveal the darkness, like shining light on that. Like that, the logo represented like light, and it was shining a light on that dark part of you. Is kind of how I interpreted it. Interesting. The three themes of this game: everyone's as terrible as you are. Kill your inner child to save yourself, and uh, you know, stay in that pit of despair for all eternity. That's well. Should we? That's what I got. Should we go into final thoughts then? I mean, I think this sure. entire episode was a final thought. Yeah, but. pretty much at that point. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, so for, for me, we'll, pers- we'll be succinct in our in our personal one. Yeah, yeah I mean, you it. know what I think about the game. Um, yeah, who do I think it's for? Truthfully, I don't know. I truthfully don't know. Mm. Um, I don't even. I don't even know necessarily if you need to play this game. Um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. It's a shame that the jack section is the only real section i can kind of mm-hmm. uh recommend i guess you know the first two sections are kind of like you said with the review is like walking through somebody's diary i feel like i'm experiencing mm-hmm. someone else's life and while that can work sometimes it doesn't work this time um i don't know if, if you're looking for a free hour fix and you kind of want to yeah. question some stuff then yeah fine but uh no i don't personally think you want a mid sad boy game (laughs) for three hours you got the game if you're looking for a short mid sad boy game for a drowsy Mm. sunday afternoon see if solitude (laughs) is the game for you you weren't depressed before baby let me tell you (laughs) oh man um yeah i mean we've been talking about the the game the entire episode and how we felt and how we reflected and how we connected to certain aspects to it i think there is portions of this game that were done well again the jack section that we continue to have a spotlight on because it 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 did what i was kind of hoping the game would do in its entirety and unfortunately the rest of the game fell short which is why the section was such a, a bright light between all the rest of it but i don't know i think It, I, I had the I had the comparison to um, Bad Dragon Cancer because I feel like it was it was a similar situation where the gameplay and the and the time to time feeling so kind of disconnected at times with the 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 narrative. I was I was hoping it, we would get some of the the gameplay and interacting with the world kind of being a part of how Kay connected to that because the school is a, is a good example. Like that level is really cool. There's the the kids that push you into the water that drags you down. And um, you're you're going through this dark library and you're jumping between section to section, trying to avoid getting dragged down by these these bullies. But again, it's almost like that was the brother's experience. You know, Kay didn't experience any of this stuff. He's just she's just trying to trying to um, reflect and compare her own her own life experiences. But there was no like Kay in that. It was all mm. her brother, and it was not like the the environment didn't reflect how she was feeling about all of the situations. So I. The, the gameplay and the narrative at times feel like they were clashing and they didn't, like the themes at least didn't cohesively go together. Um, game's very pretty. We didn't talk about music, but the music is is, is good too. But yeah, I think I, I agree with Ben. If, if, you're, if you're looking at the game and you're interested in experiencing it for yourself, definitely check it out. But I depending on what your expectations are going in, I feel like you might be disappointed with how they tackle some of the themes of the game. Yeah, definitely um yeah kai yeah take us home buddy 
Oh shit! Hi, sorry. Technical difficulties. I don't know what. You then cast at its finest, I ladies and gentlemen. Agree with it, uh, or don't? <laughs> who knows? Uh yeah. I think what I look for in games that explore mental health is for them mm. to not be about solely exploring mental health. Like when I think of the games that I really enjoy in this realm things like Kentucky Route Zero and What Remains of Edith Finch mm-hmm. and um, fucking Senua is a great example of this where mm-hmm. there's a game, there's something you're interacting with and it is and it is essentially the problem that I had with that Dragon Cancer, which is there's a game, there's something you're interacting with and there's these undertones, these moments of like subtext that you read into that capture mm. the complexity the feelings of depression and anxiety and mental health struggle. When you try to just do it, when you take something as complicated and as personal and unique as something like depression or anxiety, and you try to portray it outwardly and make that your goal, I think you're always going to fail in a sense. Like I think it's Mm. too, it's too much to try to do in this way um where which is why it's much easier to be like let's build a world let's build a story and let's have aspects of our character their flaw be these things because that's much easier i think to digest and you get to see how that impacts the way they interact with the world um look i'm all for people tackling this stuff in games um and i think it is necessary and I think it's good. And I think it's a great way to open a dialogue about this stuff and to have people share their experiences and connect with things. But I also think a lot of these games get a pass for being early to something, but not doing it particularly well. And Mm -hmm. this was nominated for games for impact. This was featured in an article about a growing trend uh, of games tackling mental health issues. And not that those are explicitly accolades for this game or saying that it did something unique, interesting, and good, but it is... Uh, the know, idea of the concept. Yeah, it is It is more than most games, I guess, get, right? Um, mm. And, like, I think we need to be careful when we are calling out, you know, a game for doing something that we need to be very explicit in like this did it well or it didn't like, yeah, it's cool that you wanted to tackle something, but if you don't do it well, then it's almost like a, you're just using personal pain as a tool to, uh, for marketing, like at the end of the day. Uh, and I mean, I sometimes that's the intention yeah. too. Like that dragon cancer had the same thing. The intention was just for I have you to experience someone else's experiences, which is kind of what this was too. Yeah, and and I don't know. I, I and I I can't. I don't live in the body of a person who doesn't have their own depression and anxiety. I don't live in the body of a person who yeah. has not taken antidepressants for the last five years. I do not live in. You know, I have to live in my own experience. So. Maybe yep. if you're someone who doesn't struggle with this stuff, living other people's experience is very interesting to you. I can't mm-hmm. answer that. You know, that's a personal 
thing for me. I have my experiences with this stuff. And so that shapes how I interact with another person's experiences. And it feels, Mm -hmm. it feels very strange. It feels like a whole other world that I I don't understand because it's like, no, like this is, this is my story. Like this is, I I deal with these things and this is how it feels for me. Um, Whereas if you just have never experienced that, maybe it's a lot easier for you to go like, Oh wow, this is profound. Um, Right. And yeah, I, I, I don't know who this is for. To be honest, I don't know if you should play this game, and I think you guys both felt the same way. Like, maybe this is for the person who doesn't struggle with this stuff and wants to get insight into how it affects another person. Maybe this is just yeah. something that you. That'd be good I mean, I wouldn't that. recommend even playing this on a Sunday afternoon. Like, it's just a weird, it's a weird game. It's there's better versions of this that you can spend your time doing, in my opinion. Some that I've named here. Um, but yeah, I hope that their next. The game also ends with a cliffhanger. I don't know if we mentioned that, but the game ends with a boy in a boat. Uh, I assumed blue it was eyes. Jack. Uh, well, they are making a... Their next game is called Ocean. Ocean, yeah. Which I right. imagine working is going title, to be... Working title, by the way. Working title. Uh, which <laughs> I assume is going to be some <laughs> spiritual successor to this in some way. Um, or it would so, be a flat-out sequel. So I, I Maybe assumed it just like Jack. I assumed it was Jack because the blue of his eyes matches the blue that was sort of present in that ice world. Well, that's, um, that's maybe I'm jumping too, because... and because where sorry because where his true self had come forward and he'd been forced to confront it, then he was now going on his journey of going through his journey of self-discovery yeah. and doing exactly what Kay did. Maybe. I don't, I'm going to be honest, Ooh. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that they keep trying to do this yeah. in different ways. I hope that they find a more complex way to show this stuff that is less you know, specific to an individual experience. Um, but yeah, I, overall, it was okay. Yeah. A big okay. Uh, I think it's very okay deserving of its game. sevens and its seventies and its sixties. Yeah. Uh, I would say I would say that the scores, from my own experience, felt deserved in the the things. I had issues. I had things I liked, but overall, it was fine. It was okay. But that's Steve Solitude. That is wrapped up on that game. But now we have to get to what we're playing next. Our next big old main series that we're doing. It's my turn now. I'm behind the wheel. And a couple weeks ago, I had put out a poll because there was two games I was thinking about doing, and I let the the listeners vote. I did one on Patreon. I did one on Instagram. I did one on um, Twitter as well. And the game that won, the game that we're going to be playing is 2007's Xbox 360 title, the sci-fi third-person space opera itself, Mass Effect. Oh, shit. Okay. I've never yes. played a Mass Effect game, ever. I know that's why I was very excited. And I've played I Andromeda played through this one. Yeah, we even played through Andromeda. Uh, I liked Andromeda. Everyone, I'm under the impression yeah. of Andromeda being good. My my other good friend Chayden also every time I say I played Andromeda has the same fucking reaction, which is <laughs> oof. Which I'm like, first of all, he's and a lot also of people say like, oh, maybe you game. didn't play the the first one. I've played the trilogy. I've played Andromeda. Andromeda has a garbage story. Characters aren't compelling. 
prettiest game and game that has the best combat in my opinion the, the trilogy has probably the best narrative but andromeda doesn't have a good narrative. I, thought it was, I thought it was fun as far as i'm aware yeah. it was a hot buggy mess and was fucking awful oh it was it was a play. hot buggy mess at launch we played it like years afterwards so it was fine by the time right, we were playing right. it, but it was not the secret out. to enjoying but, games don't play them on launch wait yeah. until they're like <laughs> eight them, dollars like, at gamestop and then play them That's i played battlefield two years after release Fucking yeah. big no man, no man's sky. No man's fucking sky. We played like just wait for that shit. It's a great game Anthem? now. Oh wait, no, sorry. No. Yeah. Well, like, okay. It doesn't like always fly. work. I like flying an anthem. <laughs> the flying combat anthem is fun. But that's not the game we're playing. We're going through the the first Mass Effect game. Uh, really excited because this. I haven't played this since high school. Um, oh damn it! I have a physical copy of this that I was going to show as I like revealed it because I have my 360 copy <laughs> of like Mass that with his hand but... and there was just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I like how my camera like focuses on my hand too and it's just like empty. I also love nothing. that you think having a Xbox 360 copy of Mass Effect is some sort of flex. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's cool. I think can it's I can I play the remaster <laughs> on Game Pass or whatever it is? Oh no, that's what I downloaded. We're going to be playing through the uh, the remastered trilogy. That they just put out on uh, modern consoles. That's the one we're going to be playing through. If you want to play the original Xbox 360 version, it is backwards compatible on Xbox One, so you're more than welcome to do that. But this version, um, you will have is to figure visually out better. To put a disc in my things. Xbox One S. <laughs> you just tape it around the the S, and then you can just do it that way. Um, but the first episode, we will be going through the uh, Normandy, which is the the ship that you own, and the first mission on the first planet, which is Eden Prime. Um, we will be. I'll have a schedule up on our social media that breaks down all of the rest of the series. It's probably going to be about uh, like six to eight episodes long. Because uh, I actually haven't done it yet. <laughs> but the uh, first section is we're going to go through um, Eden Prime. But very excited to play this again. Very excited for you guys to play it for the first time. Mm-hmm. A very third person uh, shooter. RPG, what was the other game? Always- Can I know? Uh, it was Pokemon Black and White. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Fucking bullet in between dodged. those two, I wanted I wanted to do cool. another Nuzlocke of, of a Pokemon game. It's been a while since it's been like a year and a half since we did. Uh, it's been like eight months. <laughs> it's not. It's been like eight. Yeah, I yeah, guess we've been, been like, doing this for like, like two years. It's been eight months, man. That's okay. No, you know? no, no, no. We no. did it. Uh, November 2021 is when we played through okay, it. So it's been over oh, a year. Okay. Okay. I, I, I yeah. retract my so statement. It's been, it's, been, it's been a hot second, but we're not playing that. We're going to be playing through Mass Effect. Very excited to do this. Thank you guys for listening to the episode. Thanks for getting to the end. As always, next week, we're going to be starting Mass Effect, our journey through that. I've seen a lot of people talking about and playing this for the first time recently. So it'll be exciting to kind of get the community in with Mass Effect. Mass Effect is a very big franchise. So excited to play through this. But mm-hmm. until then, we love you and we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.